So this retreat is about uh, meditation for daily living, how to use meditation. So at one level, uh, there will be meditation, walking and sitting. And at the same time, we'll uh, often uh, make remarks or give exercise so that in a way what we develop here, then we can use in our daily life. But we'll talk more about this throughout the week. And first, what I'd like to, to talk about is actually more about arriving on a retreat. And in a way, what we're trying to do during a retreat. And so during a retreat, we're trying to cultivate together the three trainings of ethics, meditation, and wisdom. And ethics, in a way, it's actually not so much about rule and regulation. Of course, there is certain thing we ask you to follow. But more to look how, as a group, we are about 50 to 55 people here, how, as a group together, can we live harmoniously and being supportive of each other for these five days. What is it that is going to help us, especially in the silence? And I think in a way what we're trying to do is actually to cultivate certain quality that are in all of us. But because we are not so busy and we are not stressed, I hope, then it might be more easy to remember that I can cultivate this. And the first one, in a way, is harmlessness. How can I be more harmless to myself and others? And so in a way, it's kind of a little about how can we share this space harmlessly? How can we share our room harmlessly? How can we share the dining room harmlessly? And also, it's also very much about how can I be harmless to myself. And so in a way, to be careful of the thoughts, that sometimes we can have very harsh thoughts toward ourselves and others. And can we, in a way, try to soften those harsh thoughts, try to kind of, in a way, possibly shift them or not be so believing in what they might say to us. Also, there is a cultivation of generosity. What does it mean to be generous? And I would say to be generous means to give ourselves time and space. Time and space to each other, time and space to ourselves. And so to really be careful with, in a way, what I would say, a certain expectation. That, you know, if I meditate, then I must be calm yesterday. You know, like it must happen immediately. But this very much depends on actually the condition a little you brought with you. And so the first day, it might be more about kind of coming from your life into this space, into this schedule, and seeing how can I be within it. You'll have lots of thoughts, you might feel a little sleepy, and it kind of is like, whew, 
you know, and still within this condition, trying to do the meditation, the sitting, the walking, and so really kind of in a way being generous to each other and to yourself, giving yourself time and space, and not jumping on it should be like that, why is it not like this, if only, but just okay. How can I be generous to myself and to the right now? How does it feel to have a generous thought, a generous moment? Then there is, in a way, respect. Respect for ourselves, respect for others, respecting the space in which we are. And so, in a way, for me, this respect is about, in a way, appreciating that we all exist in our own way. And so how can we respect each other in the silence, in a supportive way, respect each other's body, each other's space? Then there is uh, the silence. And so the silence, I think, is very important to see that the silence is not to give you a hard time, The silent is not to make you into zombies or really be really dour, but it's what I call a friendly silence. So you can still look at each other, you can still smile at each other, I will smile at you, but you know, you might not see me and you might not smile back and this is fine, you know. And so some people might want to be more quiet and so they will be more... Uh, maybe not looking so much at others or smiling. Some other might be more into eye contact, so be careful not to kind of, you know, jump all the time, trying to catch people's eyes. <laughs> but just naturally, as, you know, you go about, you might smile or not. You know, this comes and goes. And also be very aware we're sharing the space. We've personal retreatants, there are about 15 of them, and so they've been in silence for a month, two months, you know, for a few weeks. And so they might, you know, keep to themselves and not smile and possibly wear blankets. And you might think, you know, who are these people? And they're not being unfriendly. Don't take it personally, you know. There is enough people here that we feel we're supporting each other. And then in a way to kind of, you know, give them the space to do their own practice in their own way. And the silence is very much to see for me is about three things. The first one is to really become friend with ourselves. It's okay to be in silence. It's okay to be and to appreciate just being now without somebody affirming my existence. It's not for me to affirm my existence. The other one is actually generally it's easier as a group if you are in silence to kind of, kind of in a way, kind of have this kind of settling effect. And the third one is actually to help us to see that we might not speak to anybody, but we will certainly speak to ourselves. And then we can more see more clearly what is it I, I tell myself. Lots of stories. And possibly to question stories. Do I need to go into that one again? You know, you might have done it a hundred times already. 
Do you want to, it, to do it a hundred, ten times, twelve, etc.? Sometimes it's a little, sometimes little. The silence can be an opportunity to see what we think and to see it in a light way, not to judge our thoughts, but to see, hmm, I don't need to think this now. Because you can be sure you'll think it again anyway, at any other time. So right now, you could let it be, and then just come back to the breath or whatever we will suggest. So just like that, using the silence as practice and knowing that you will have uh, each, each day, you know, during the week, each person will be in the group interview with Jake and in a little discussion of six people. So there will be one opportunity during the week. Also during the week, there will be opportunity to have personal interviews either with myself or with Jake. And then at the end, on the last day, on the Wednesday morning, then the silence will be broken. And then you might be surprised that people are really not like you thought they were. And that's an interesting thing also with the silence, to see how quickly we decide they are like this, they are like that, and often they're not. So that's a little part of it, of the exploration. And then the last one, in a way, the cultivation of clarity. And very much the meditation is about what is it that helps me to be clear? What is it that does not? And it's really looking at that. And to see that some of the time we're not going to be clear all the time. Sometimes we'll actually be very sleepy. But part of the practice is to be okay. I feel sleepy, I feel a little confused, possibly a little spaced out. Because we can't have the same energy all the time. And just, oh, that's what's happening. And then to see, is it because I've not slept enough or not or possibly eaten too much or I'm just tired. So you'll see after lunch, after breakfast, where you have little time to rest. So if you want to lie down in your bedroom, please do that. Or you can go outside for walks if it doesn't train to bring a little fresh air. So just again, see what are your conditions? What is it you need? Then there is an environment, you know, just being together here. And each of us has come with different conditions. Some people might have come with really feeling wonderful. Some people might have planned this and felt wonderful where they're booked. And now they're here and it's like, you know. Me, I'm feel, I mean, I come from a long travel and I feel a little jet lag. So sometimes I feel like, ooh, kind of. So I hope I won't be yawning too much in the middle of the day. But you, each of us, you know, and some people might have had a little kind of, you know, Accident just before they come and illness or not. So to see that we have a schedule and this is a schedule that should be possible for most of you to do. But if due to any especially physical condition, you cannot do it. Come to one sitting, do a little walking if you can. If you cannot, you can go and lie down. Miss a, miss a sitting if you really don't have the energy to do it or if you're really too much in pain. So anyway, most of you, most of the time, will be able to be here. Jake and I, most of the time, will try to be here too because we think it's important to sit for ourselves, to sit with you. But to see, 
what can I do? What are my conditions? But one thing I can guarantee is that generally things change. And so often the first day you might feel a little sleepy, a little restless, and generally it changes. So because you feel sleepy the first morning doesn't mean every day, every hour, every minute you will feel sleepy. But time to time, especially after lunch, you might. But not all the time. So being careful of that. But I'll talk more about this. So really accepting ourselves, our condition, and trying to see how can I creatively engage with what is happening now. And one of the things that we might have to accept is actually sharing rooms. That because a lot of you came means you have to share rooms. And so it's kind of like, how can I share room in such a way that I can create a kind and friendly atmosphere in the silence, that we keep our space, but we can be kind of, you know, have a friendly atmosphere. And with the sleeping, sometimes you cannot really sleep so well in a new place. So I hope you will be able to sleep, but you can always get earplugs from the coordinator if you need them. And also to see that when we lie down in bed at night, even if we don't sleep, we can actually rest. And we can use the meditation to just be aware of the breath, just be aware of the body. And so not getting in a way tense about not sleeping. But really, how can I rest? How can I just be aware of the body, just rest, be aware of my sensation? And so in a way also using the meditation there. Because what we're trying to do is actually to cultivate concentration and looking deeply so that we can, in a way, develop quietness and clarity. And that, in a way, becomes this creative awareness, which then can manifest as wisdom and compassion. And so, in a way, what we're doing on a retreat is a little like a training, it's a little like uh, what you would call intensive learning to drive. You know, now there is this intensive one-week learning to drive. And so after the week, generally, you are better at driving. But you don't know how it is until you go on the road by yourself. And it's a bit the same here. It's like intense meditation. So that's what we do. And we just, you know, try to cultivate the meditation when we sit, when we walk, but also when we work, when we rest, when we go for walks. And that is in a way to develop the muscles of creative awareness. And then that creative awareness, taking it into the way we listen to people, the way we are with ourselves, the way we work, the way we relate. And so it's kind of in a way to see that Although this seems to be a little separate from our daily life, we're actually cultivating something which then we can take there, which can, is not something which is magical, not something which is fantasizing, but it's really more about what I would call becoming more stable and at the same time open. So then when we are in our daily life, 
we can creatively engage with what arises. And also, we start to see more clearly what is it that limits ourselves? What is it that actually helps us to be more creative, to be more stable, to be more open? So this is what I wanted uh, to say today. And uh, I pass it to Jay. So I'd uh, also like to welcome you all to this retreat. Um, And uh, I hope this is a really rich time for us all. A rich time of uh, exploration and a rich time of practice. And uh, and as Martine says, we can develop this creative awareness, develop this uh, different way of being, different way of experiencing that can then flow through into our lives and be of real benefit a real benefit to ourselves and and to others. And uh, often at the beginning of a retreat, I like to reflect on our reasons for wanting to engage in meditation. You know, why would we want to do this? And uh, I'm sure on one level, there are as many reasons as there are people in the room. I mean, we all bring our different stories and our different um, kind of senses of, of what's brought us here. But for me, one thing that I always find kind of interesting and sort of draws me into this is thinking of times when, on one level, things seem to be going really quite well. You know, maybe I was on holiday or I'd been successful at something or I'd won something or something was good. But yet there was a feeling that I couldn't quite kind of drink that in. I couldn't quite connect to that. That there was some kind of struggle or difficulty or some sense that it wasn't quite enough. And yet there are other times when, you know, maybe I'm just having a cup of tea or walking in the park or listening to a friend and it feels, wow, this is all I need. There's a sense of completeness and a sense of peace. And to me, those two kind of contrasting experiences really raise a question about peace and well-being and, and happiness. We can begin to see how it can't just be a a case of being in the right situation, being on holiday, automatically going to equal happiness, or, you know, I don't know, waiting for a bus, automatically going to equal boredom. You start to see there's so much else going on there, the way that we relate to life, the way we engage with life, the way we connect to, to things. And to me, that really leads into this question of, you know, what's the role of the mind? in creating struggle, the role of the mind in those moments of peace and stillness. It's a real motivation to want to explore all of this more and meditation practice is a very strong way of, of doing that. The other thing I... It always makes me smile, really, I think, at the beginning of a retreat to think about this. On one level, very little is going to happen here. Yeah? We're going to sit down for a bit, and we're going to walk up and down for a bit, and we're going to sit down for a bit more, and then we'll probably have some food and do a bit of work. And, but really, externally, very, very little is going to happen. Um, but 
again, if you've been on retreat before, you, you kind of know this. We go on this journey and all of these different experiences. And Martin says there's one thing we can really guarantee is that these things will change. You know, all of the different times when we perhaps love being here and times when we think, why did I sign up to this? And um, all of the different things that can come and go. And I find it so interesting to think all of that's happening while on the other level, we're just sitting and walking and sitting and walking. So this form of being on retreat becomes like a kind of mirror, a mirror for our lives and our minds. And so it's a very powerful very powerful learning experience to be here, to be in silence and to, to practice in this way. And then I know that we both really feel that we want this to be a place that feels safe uh, to engage in that kind of practice, to explore our hearts and minds. It feels okay to do that. All of the different things that might come up for us, they're all welcome here. And it's the time when we can explore these things, but also in a context of support. So this evening I just wanted to briefly mention um, some key ideas to do with meditation that I'll explore in more detail um, tomorrow. There's kind of four themes to come back to. So these are the breath, the body, mindfulness and kindness. Breath, body, mindfulness, kindness. So the, the breath in this kind of meditation is like a kind of anchor point. Like a kind of anchor point. It's somewhere we come back to. It's somewhere we can keep coming home to. Yeah. So we bring the awareness to the breathing, we use it as a way of calming, of gathering, of settling. And yet we know that thoughts will come and feelings will come and memories will come and perhaps body sensations. And all of these things might begin to take our attention away. But we begin to have a sense that within all of this changing experience, that there's somewhere to come back to. Ah, Come back to the breath, come back to the breath. And this is a very helpful thing in life. You You feel that in life, all the ups and downs and pleasures and pains and things that can throw us around to feel, oh God, there's all of this changing and sometimes confusing experience, but I can come back, I can come back, I can come home. So I can be with this uh, changing flow of life, but with a sense of steadiness there, just coming back to the breathing. Having a, a strong sense of connection with the body is also really useful in meditation. Sometimes we think of meditation as, as to do with the mind, something mental, but it can also be very bodily in a way, very bodily, to bring the attention into the body, to really feel, to allow the mind to feel the body. And this can help us have a, a strong sense of presence. So often we have storms of thought or emotion that carry us away, far, far away. You know, we might be sitting here and suddenly something that happened 5, 10, 15 years ago can feel really vivid and we're in that world. 
just coming back to the body is a way of coming back to a sense of what's happening now. What is actually happening now? And so as uh, Martine was saying, it's a helpful thing not to believe every thought that passes through our minds. Certainly, well in life generally and certainly not when we hear. And coming back to the body as a way of doing that. Ah, okay, there's that thought going on. I'm the best meditator in the world. Come back to the body. I'm the worst meditator in the world. Come back to the body. So it, it gives a certain, uh, a certain kind of perspective to be able to do that, to be able to, to step back from whatever emotion or thought pattern is, is passing through. And in, in coming back to the body, we're also beginning to learn more um, about how we work with pleasure and pain in our lives. So the um, experience of the body exp- uh, manifests in this different way. Sometimes we have pleasurable sensations, sometimes we have painful sensations. And how do we relate to those things? How do we relate to them in the body? How do we relate to them in our lives? So again, it's a very powerful uh, learning experience to be with the body in meditation. There's also this sense of, of mindfulness. Now, mindfulness is one of the, the words in the title of the retreat, and it's a theme that we'll be exploring throughout the days. And there are all kinds of different ways of looking at mindfulness and what does mindfulness mean and, and how we work with it. One place to start, and one word I really like, is this word welcoming. Welcoming. So mindfulness has a a quality that welcomes whatever's here. So often when we come on a retreat, we may be either very consciously or subconsciously looking for certain things. You know, we're going to fancy some of that peace that they're talking about, or some calmness, or some uh, clarity, some kindness, and all of these things. And then we can sit here and sometimes all kinds of other things can arise in our experience. Um, that are not necessarily what we would have chosen, or not necessarily things that fit with our agenda. But mindfulness is a quality that can really welcome what's here, be with what's here. It can make space for, I don't know if we may call the shadow side sometimes, it can make space for the irritation or the pain or the difficulty. And we can start to work with some paradox. Can we begin to become patient with our own impatience? (laughs) Can we begin to become kind to the uh, places that feel cruel? Just really bring that warm and kind and welcoming awareness. This is in many ways what mindfulness is about. And it's a, a quality that we can practice really throughout the whole retreat. So we can practice it when we're sitting, we can practice it when we're walking, when we're eating, when we're working. It's a quality that can flow through the whole retreat, a sense of welcoming, present, bright attention.
And uh, the last of these just key ideas, which, as I said, I'll explore more about tomorrow, is this sense of kindness, really. And kindness is at the heart of this practice. The Buddha says, uh, hatred never ceases through hatred, but through love alone does hatred cease. This is an ancient and eternal law. And we can see that so often in our uh, relations with others, you know, how kind of adding judgment to judgment and you know, sort of pushing people away when they're pushing us back and all that kind of thing just makes the whole situation so much more complicated. Um, But we can also see how this applies to ourselves too. So the attitude of kindness to ourselves as we meditate is so helpful, so important, really allows this practice to flourish. You know, so again, as Martin was saying, we're all arriving with different conditions. You know, if we arrive feeling tired, if we arrive with the reverberations of what's happening in our life around, bringing kindness to that, bringing kindness to that. Letting go of those expectations, I should be like this, my mind should be like this, it's my fault. (laughs) My goodness me, the extra suffering we can create by believing that. You know, we're just tired or the mind is just busy. That's all it is. Patterns. But when it becomes mine, my fault, my problem, there's an extra judgment being added to it. So we just bring kindness to what's here. Really practicing with that as best we can. So they're just some initial things that, as I said, we'll explore more and more and more as the retreat goes on to work with the breath, to come back to the breath as an anchor point, to have the awareness rooted in the body, to cultivate this welcoming, non-judgmental quality of mindfulness, and to have this sense of kindness running through the practice. And hopefully those are some ideas that can really Set the scene for the retreat, really. Set the framework for it. So I'd like us to do um, a, a period of meditation um, to settle us in tonight. Um, but it'd be nice if you um, wanted to, just if you wanted to um, stretch a little or stand a little before we do that. Um, and please feel free. And, and also, one thing I forgot to mention, that with the group interviews, the group discussion, and the personal interview, we'll put them up uh, tonight or tomorrow morning. And some of the personal interviews, there are some people I want to see at the beginning of the retreat. I think it will be helpful for them. And so I will sign them up. So please look at the time of the group, uh, time of the personal interview. Then the rest of the personal interview will be sign-ups. So you sign when you want, if you want. And outside of that, we're always here for you. So if you need at any point to speak to us, just leave us a note or tap us on the shoulder.
We'll uh, talk more about posture tomorrow. But for now, settling into a posture where there can be some sense of ease in the body, but also a sense of brightness and alertness. Beginning by bringing the attention into the body. And so noticing the contact with the ground. Could be the feet on the ground or the legs in contact with the ground. And just bringing awareness to that point of contact. So we're not thinking about that contact, but directly feeling, directly sensing the body in contact with the ground. And including a sense of contact with the cushion or with the chair. Feeling the body in contact with the chair or the cushion. In this way we begin to develop a sense of having a base, contact with the ground, contact with the chair, the cushion. Just beginning to feel more grounded, to begin to arrive more fully.
just having a, a sense of the whole body, whole body just sitting here. within this bodily awareness, letting the breath be a particular focus. And feeling the breath as it comes in. And feeling the breath as it goes out. And it's usual to find that the mind wanders. The thoughts or feelings or memories. And this is very much part of the meditation. When we recognize the mind has become caught, just acknowledging that and gently and patiently coming back to the breathing.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.